The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Last weekend, our seminarian Daniel Brummett shared with us some fascinating statistics about the state of Christian identity in America. Over the last 30 years, Americans who identify as Christians has fallen by over 20%. The gap between generational religious affiliation has widened And those who classify themselves as nuns, that is the N-O-N-E-S kind, who do not affiliate with any religion, have grown by 30% from the silent generation to millennials. As our brother Daniel reminded us, the harvest is certainly plentiful. The statistics I found most interesting, though, were the ones about the rising spiritual hunger that is sweeping across generational lines. Over 70% of every generation seeks to grow spiritually. It's very interesting to me. The religious affiliation is downturning, and yet the spiritual hunger continues to rise. I'd say that's why all of you are here today, because you want to grow spiritually. To do that, though, we need to grapple with some fairly simple yet profound questions that, if we're open and vulnerable enough this morning, will pierce into the center of our being. And so here's my invitation to you this morning. You've come into the presence of the Lord, and so now open your heart and let the honesty and truth and beauty wash over you. The two questions I'd like to grapple with this morning are, what are you looking for? And what are you afraid of? 
Now, I wish I could give you an hour to just sit with those two questions, but alas, we're on a time crunch. I need to get home to St. Louis for dinner, as I promised my mother, and the village would start to get restless after an hour, and if anybody has tomatoes, they'd probably start flying. So, I won't sit for an hour, but if I could assign homework, this would be my assignment for you today. Go home, find a quiet spot to sit in, and open your heart to the Lord as you ponder, what am I looking for and what am I afraid of? Answering those two questions will tell you a lot about your own spiritual life, about the hunger that you have at your core. We see in our Old Testament reading this morning, the prophet Jeremiah, in the midst of his fear and in the midst of his despair, he's sent by God to deliver a difficult message of condemnation and damnation to the disobedient Israelites. But in many respects, he's set up to fail right off the bat. They are a hard-hearted people. And immediately he's surrounded by terror. Terror! Terror on every side! He's denounced by many, and those who were formerly his friends are now looking for an opportunity to destroy him. Maybe, just maybe, if he missteps just once, we can take him out. Terror denouncing betrayal. I can't help but think that many of us experience life in this way. There are times when it feels like everything's going wrong. When all our worries or our kids' worries are being realized times when all our best efforts are met with failure after failure. And in these times, our fear begins to choke us. It fixates our hearts and minds more and more on the terror that surrounds us. Terror, terror on every side. And while trying to control or fix or hide these fears and failures, we are plunged into a dark place that torments us with lies and deception. You're a failure. You're broken beyond repair. You just can't make it work. You're a reject. You're worthless. You're irredeemable. Terror. Terror on every side. We are tempted to think that we are left alone in this terror and fear. But the prophet Jeremiah reminds us that there is one who is in the midst of the terror and fear with us. 
One who is in the trenches alongside us, battling against the darkness. It is the Lord, the one who is like a mighty champion. The one who suffers with us. The one who comforts and consoles us. It is this same Lord, this same mighty champion, who says to his disciples and to us today, fear no one. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body. Jesus knows that we have terrors and failures and fears and anxieties all around us. And while they can feel so present and so real in any given moment, our Lord reminds us today that in the grand scheme of things, these terrors and failures and fears and anxieties are nothing but paper tigers compared to Him, the mighty champion. They are nothing but things that appear threatening. But when compared to the power of the Lord, really aren't. And Jesus' greatest prayer is that you wouldn't let these paper tigers untether you from Him. You see, the devil wishes to use these empty fears, these paper tigers, to plunge us deeper and deeper into the darkness of fear and deception in order to distract us from our crucified Lord and from one another. Now, I don't know about you, but when I brush up against my own terrors and failures and fears and anxieties, my first reaction unfortunately, isn't to lift my hands to receive of the Lord through Eucharist and through prayer and through Scripture, but rather to clench my fists in and turn my back on the one who is the mighty champion as I try but fail time and time again to bully my way through these things. And unfortunately, I've seen this reaction quite a few times over the last couple of years here, and it's a real sad thing to witness. Some people fear the judgment of their brothers and sisters for something that they have done. They're so ashamed, and so they stop darkening the door of this place, and they plunge themselves deeper and deeper into the darkness of the world, disoriented by lies and deception. Still others have been so wounded by their failures and anxieties that their emotions turn to apathy toward this place. And that apathy grips their hearts and minds. Parents are so anxious and fearful 
about their children's future so they keep them from this community and from this Eucharist as they pursue academics or sports during the Sabbath. It can wait till later on. And then their kids and themselves join the rising statistic of the unchurched. Our fear and our anxiety and our failures, they separate us from our Lord and they make us do irrational things. I mean, the list goes on and on. And in this, we can see Satan's subtle evil plan. If he can just preoccupy us with the failures and fears and anxieties of our mortal lives, then maybe, just maybe, we'll turn our backs on the Lord We'll neglect the Eucharist and we'll neglect prayer and this community. And by doing so, oh, this is what he relishes in. Our soul slowly decays. My friends, please don't listen to that stinking devil today. Don't let him stir up empty fear and terror in your life. Instead, listen to the one who stands with you in the midst of the fears as he battles against them. You see, Jesus wants you to fear love and trust in him above all things because he is the only one who can kill the soul and the body. But as we know about Jesus, that is not his wish and prayer for you. Because he's the one that knows all the hairs on your head. He counts you more worthy than many sparrows of the sky, and he wishes to give you what your soul is longing for what your soul was created for. Rest and life and rejuvenation. And so he tells us today, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The text given to us in our lectionary today pair perfectly with that which we commemorate as a church, the presentation of the Augsburg Confession. 493 years ago, Lutheran princes stood before the Roman Emperor Charles V and presented him with 28 articles that outlined their Christian faith. And while many who came before them were jailed and killed for what was said to be heresy, these princes even with terror on every side, stood up for the truth and the beauty about God and humanity and Christ and His grace for us. 
They did not fear those who could harm or kill the body. Rather, they had fear and love and trust in the one who redeemed them. They knew that no matter what might befall them, Jesus was the one whom their soul was looking for. So, what do you fear? What haunts your thoughts and your heart? Jesus promises you today, friends, that whatever it may be, He's with you as the terror surrounds you. He is the mighty champion, the one that is greater than all of those fears and anxieties and failures. What is your soul looking for? If I had to take a guess, I'd say they're looking for the same thing that St. Augustine was looking for all those years ago when he said, my heart is restless, Lord, until it finds its rest in you. If that's what you hunger for, then do not be afraid. Do not fear. For the Lord draws near you today and feeds you with his word and with his sacrament, dressing you in the armor of faith, So now for the next 30 minutes or so, rest a little bit. Listen to the, what the Lord has to say to you, but then go and proclaim in the light what you have heard here. Proclaim the secret on the rooftops because, my friends, you never know who will hear it and what hungry soul might need that love of their Savior. Do not be afraid. Trust in your Savior. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.